RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? How's it going? Is everything going okay? How are you feeling? I don't know. Look at Francis. He's so cute. And yeah. All right, guys. My name is Tara Devlin, in case you were wondering, or I don't know. That's it. That's my name. And we do a show here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And that show is rebroadcast on Sunday. Well, we do the Saturday show, and then it's rebroadcast on Sunday. But the rest of the... It's rebroadcast... Why can't I talk? Rebroadcast on Sunday on Progressive Voices. And the other shows, the weekday shows... Um. Yeah, it's uh, it is becoming a daily show, Ed. I'm trying to do as many shows as I can, even though it's difficult considering we don't have enough to support the show full time. So you know, so it has to really. I have to do the show when I can. So it's that catch twenty two. Since we try to build a community, and it's hard to build a community when um, there's not a consistent time. So I do my best, whatever. I feel like I'm going to pass out from life, but I I was in such a pissed off mood today. I don't know. It's uh, the stress of everything going on and understanding that yeah, it's happening. We're not kidding around here. They are they're planning to steal this election. It's happening. And you know what's also very depressing that why is it even close in any way? Why are we even worried that people will still vote for Twitter? Millions of them are going to still vote for this guy. And the Republicans, how they they can how many people can they kill? How many lies can they tell? How many embarrassing public displays of uh of of narcissism do they need to see? To I mean just that Savannah Guthrie interview last night where he was saying, oh, I just retweeted. He retweeted a satire site, a right-wing satire site, which means it sucks. But there were a bunch of victims. I was looking at that site, and the thing that Twitter retweeted was... Oh, wait, hold on a second. Um, Fuck, something is now playing in my ear. Oh, here we go, okay. Hope you didn't hear that. Um, something, one of the websites I have open started playing something. So he retweeted um, this article, a, satir- a satirical article that said that Joe Biden, that Twitter was blocking everybody to reduce negative stories about Joe Biden. And Twitter retweeted it. It was a complete farce. It's like retweeting the onion. 
And his excuse is, I just retweeted it. Yeah, we know. That's what we're talking about. You retweeted bullshit. Complete and utter bullshit. This is why we're in this boat. But you know what else irritates me? Um, Watching that interview? That we all are in a national... It's like a collective um, mental state. It's a, it's like a collective state of denial or something that we all have to participate in. We're being dragged into it. Where we all have to pretend that when he's lying to our face, as the, in the faces of the American people, that we all have to pretend that he's sincere. And we have to dissect what he says. And we have to say, oh, come on. You can't really mean that or or challenge him. But we all have to pretend that he is, when he's saying these lies, that he's coming from a place of sincerity when he's not. And we all have to pretend that he's not a gigantic liar, that he hasn't spent his entire life as a con man, and that he has a sickness, and he's a and which is his narcissism and sociopathy. The lying, no, that's how we know he's a sociopath, because it's one of the hallmarks of being a sociopath that you lie. Nobody who is normal will lie like that. People tell lies; they tell white lies. They say. Whatever, you know, I don't, I'm not, uh, he tells lies about everything. They say, they'll say, oh, I'm 150 pounds or whatever. When there were 175, who effing cares? But nobody, nobody lies like him. May I mean, maybe, I guess uh, his heroes in all over the world, all the autocrats that he loves, they lie too because that's part of being an autocrat. You don't need truth. You tell what, you tell the people what the truth is. You make it up. And then they, they don't have a choice. They must adhere to whatever the dictator says is the truth. And they all have to play along. And are we at that point? Maybe on some level with the corporate media. Why are they pretending that this guy isn't lying? As if we're all, as if we're also pre, um, we're also protecting the, the oh so fragile feelings of the dupes who fall for it. Instead of, don't we have a, a duty to tell our fellow Americans who are being played by a con man that they are being played by a con man. We have a duty to wake them up, not to kind of go in with this denial, to, to enable the lies by and enable them to be able to walk around in a state of denial that they're not 
on uh, not part of, not the useless idiots in the decline of the American Republic. I, it's the denial. All of us, but I don't, I'm not in denial. That's the problem. I, and I suppose that's why I'm outraged all the time watching it. Because the, what, whenever they're, whatever, on the corporate media, whenever they're asking Twitler a, another question with a, you know, furrowed brow and a sense of sincerity, then they're assuming that, you know, we're all sitting there like, hmm, I wonder, what do you think? Oh, well, he said he's doing a great job, and nobody ever has done such a great job as he has. So, I mean, that's what he says. So I guess it's true. He's doing the greatest job. He's doing a great job. So we're all in some kind of, we're in a, we're stuck in the manias of the fascists, of the fascist right wing. Absolutely. And we're being dragged through these manias. So we have a duty to, I mean, that's what we're doing here on the show. I believe we have a duty to wake up as many people as we can. And that also includes some of our DLC corporate Dems who, I don't know what's, maybe they're in denial that it's not as serious as it is, that we're really, you know, oh, it's working, it's functioning, it's uh, working as designed. No, it's not. They have already corrupted it. So we not only need to overwhelm the vote on election day and before, I mean, many of us voted already. I did. Now they have to count the votes. So it doesn't, right? As long as, who said that? Now uh, it doesn't matter who votes, whoever counts. One of the famous dictators in history said something. I think it was Stalin. I can't quite recall. But... Here we are. And also during, I remember the Bush years, one of the Republicans made mention of that. Oh, now all the voting's over and now we get to count the votes or something. I remember him saying. But, eh. They've already been corrupting the elections in this country for years. That whole electronic voting machines, Help America Vote Act, of course, it's so much easier to corrupt vo the vote when you can just hack right into it. And how many, I mean, there was um, uh, Howard Dean sat down with a, a hacker and they hacked into a, in a voting machine in less than 10 minutes and switched the vote right in front of him on live television. So as if this doesn't happen, and we already know that Putin has, during 2016, he, it was revealed, well, um, in Florida, they, not just Florida, though, in many other states, they attempt, they attempted to hack into the electronic voting machines, but they weren't successful, supposedly, supposedly, 
but we weren't allowed to know what counties in Florida, too, according to the fascist Republicans who have no interest in democracy. You know, that's a need to know. How do, hey, you're just a citizen. Hey, they, they rule. And they're getting rid of the voting as long as they could, you know, you go through the motions. They go through the motions in other countries that are run by dictators. They go through the motions in Russia. They go, they got election day. They go out. They will go through the, they went through the motions in Iraq. Remember everyone, uh, Saddam Hussein would say he won with 99% of the vote. That will be Twitler. Trust me. He would love that. He would be boasting how every how everyone loves him. So we're in, a, we really are a sick-ass country. So it depends, though. There are more than us. I mean, more of us than there are of them, except they're loud and whiny. And... They get a lot of attention thereby, like little babies. That's why babies cry. Uh, Mother Nature put, um, you know, when babies cry, it's kind of an annoying sound. And I remember reading something about babies that Mother Nature made it and made babies cry. I don't know, whatever. To um, in such a decibel that it's irritating to to us to adults so we have to respond uh, you know whatever who knows we would respond anyway but it's uh that's what i remember reading something about how why babies cry so annoyingly <laughs> why it's like shut up baby but that's what they are they're like the squeaky wheels Wah, wah, effing wah. Anything that happens. Oh, everybody's picking on them. Twitler is so, it's so unfair. They have it all. You know, it's not, it's, it's not, uh, you know, um, unfair in the way that Twitler says it's unfair. Yeah, it's unfair. It's unfair that a, a dotard, White, uh, not that it matters, he's white. Well, it does matter because he's benefited from all the racist-ass white privilege in this country that he doesn't think exists. And, of course, he's perpetrating that bullshit that, hey, it doesn't exist. It's racist to even address racism in the country because if you address it, then you're being racist against the poor put upon white dotards who don't want to lose their privilege because what the hell would they be without it? Because they suck. They're not that impressive otherwise. So it's, uh, and thereby, when they prevent the United States from having a uh, what we what we need the healing that we need to move forward as a country they prove again that they're they're the enemies of this country because we are a nation of immigrants and we are a nation that is in uh, the next 20 years will be a major a ma- majority minority nation and I cannot effing wait. 
So whether they like it or not, that's the reality. Whether Stephen Miller likes it or not. But if you know that reality and you know our racist history and the pain that it's caused, then you would want to find a, uh, a way to move forward together. And that's what we try to do. We know, we know how to do it. But we have these albatrosses dragging us down, wrapped around our national necks. So, yes, my name is Tara Devil, and I didn't, did I introduce myself? Yes, I did, and uh, I didn't say the whole spiel, but um, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We haven't had a new patron in uh, like a week. We're trying to get to the point where we need about a thousand patrons, okay? I'm sorry, I have to keep saying it, but we're not... We're never going to get there. So, whatever. Who cares, right? By that time, I'll be dead. And then you'll be like, I should have been a patron, right? Then you'll feel bad. No, I'm only kidding. Um, what am I looking up? Oh, yes. Tomorrow, we are going to have... We'll, go have, we'll have our regular show, 6 p.m. Eastern, at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube. So, please... You, like the sh like the goddamn stream, whatever the hell you do, hit the notification bell, subscribe, because it's gonna be a good conversation with a man, Stephen Shane Bart, who who did what I want to do. He he got the f out of here in 2016. He moved to Canada. He's living in a civilized country where he can go to the doctor. And he doesn't have to worry about being, whether he's sick or if he can afford it or if he has a pre-existing condition. There's none of this shit. He doesn't have to endure the incessant uh, corporate media whining about how everybody loves their private insurance and F everybody. F the millions who have nothing because I got mine. Jack sucks to be you. Um pull yourself up by your bootstraps and marry a, I don't know, a billionaire, marry, or pull yourself up by your bootstraps and let uh, your daddy, and let, inherit your daddy's advertising agency, something like that. Then you'll be set. You won't have to worry about it. But we will be speaking with Stephen Chambard tomorrow. I want to hear all about it. I, I think it's going to be a great conversation. And he wrote a book. And it is called, I Actually Did It, Becoming a Canadian Because of Trump. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm, all, I'm jealous. What can I say? I'd like to live in a nice, civilized country. Uh, although it's cold, I prefer warmer weather, but it would be a small price to pay. To be around normal people? Decent people who don't act like Trump and Z's. And we're going to get into it. So everybody's talking about Twitler's interview with Savannah Guthrie and whatever. So I was like, eh, do I really want to talk about that? Of course, we'll touch on it. But there's other things we can talk about. I really want to make the case for just for today. And I want to 
preface before we really get into it that I will try, I'm going to try to get out of here around 10:30 or so. I'm just letting you know. Sometimes that doesn't happen. I end up the show goes on till midnight. That's because I can't shut my effing trap. And yeah, I guess that's the gift of the Blarney Stone or something. My mother used to tell me. So I, uh, but I wanted to not do a four hour show because of Ray, the little Ray. Let me tell you about Ray. You guys know Ray. And for those who don't know, who are new to the show, I work with the New York City Feral Cat Initiative. I do volunteer work. One of the things I do is I help take care of some community cats. And that means you, you, everybody has community cats. Every, every community has cats living amongst them. So please be kind to them. And that's what I do. I help take care of them. We trap, neuter, and release them if they're not adoptable. If they are adoptable, we try to get them homes. And in the meantime, we try to care for them. We, we know them. We, if some of them, if they get sick, we try to trap them and get them help. So we helping them have a somewhat decent life. It's, you know, human compassion. Republicans should try it sometime. So the point is, little Ray, last week, it was, it's all, it's really only two weeks now. Not even two weeks. He came over to my car when I was getting the food ready. And he was starving. So he's lived on the street. He's only about six months old. And the reason I'm saying, you know, I'm trying to cut the show a little shorter tonight um, to spend some more time with him because he spent the whole day under the bed and I feel bad. And every, every noise, he's really, really, he's a great, kind little friendly cat he never he hasn't hissed he hasn't scratched it's very bizarre for a street cat but he's so afraid i uh he's traumatized i get it i understand so every noise every every little uh movement he runs under the bed so he's been under the bed all day and I kind of feel bad. I brought some toys in there. And I brought one of these little tunnel things that they like to go through. And I opened up the tunnel and he ran. Like every little movement, he's afraid. So it made me feel bad. He, been, well, it was that, you know, when I see a little animal um, and we, and anybody who, well, animals in general, we all have. We know animals. We uh, can see that they feel love. They feel fear. They are uh, they they are happy. They bond with us, and you know they suffer too. And it proves that our childhoods can really f us up. So, be kind. Oh, I sound like Ellen. Ugh, be kind. No, don't be be kind to animals. Don't don't be kind to war criminals. Be kind. That that's so annoying too. Be kind. This 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 Pollyanna. 
bullshit, be kind. Why don't you be kind by really being kind? Be kind. Be kind by, you know, uh, using your platform to advocate for, you know, um, everybody in, nobody out, Medicare for all, universal health care, universal higher education, living wages, retirement security, blah, blah, blah. You know, everything that really shows you're being kind. Oh, <laughs> River on the chat says, put him under your shirt with his head sticking out. I should do that. And then today I did the, I've been trying to do the Jackson Galaxy introduction, you know, following his his advice, the cat guy. And I did the site swapping thing where I put Ray out here and I put the other two in the bedroom where Ray's been staying. So they can ex they were exploring and s so they can get used to each other. The smell. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Nobody cares about my stupid life. My dumbass, pointless life. Anyway, whatever. whatever. I'm having an existential crisis right before your eyes. All right, let's talk about why. You know why? Because I wish I wasn't, I, I don't know, I wish I could not care sometimes. You know what I mean? Every, it's like I feel like I see the Matrix. I look at Twitler and I, it's not just um, Savannah Guthrie asking him questions it's i see the whole picture of how fucking effed up this country is and how far we have to go and it also is so depressing that we live amongst millions of people who will still vote for him that's why i'm so uh it's depressing i i won't say i'm depressed because I'm really not depressed, not that depressed. It is disappointing, for, to put it mildly, to know that human beings are so, so goddamn mean, selfish, stupid, greedy, ugly. And I mean ugly on the inside. And... Honestly, you, you you know that, of course, there are, uh, on the normal people side, you know, progressives. Nobody's perfect. We have issues. We all do. But you don't see the kind of behavior on the progressive side that you see with the right-wingers. And let me just, we'll start off with an oldie, but a goodie meaning a not-so-goody, um, just to get us into the uh, conversation here. From 2016, I saw this today on my Twitter feed, and I grabbed it because it's em uh, emblematic of what we're dealing with. So here is 2016, a Trump rally, and there, I I don't know the whole story because I asked the guy who tweeted it out. I I 
responded to him. I said, can you please tell me where and when this was? But he didn't respond. So uh, we could make our own assumptions. It's obviously at a Trump rally. And the guy who took the video, I was hoping that there were more. It was longer, but it gets cut off where he says, here are these Europeans telling me to go back where I belong. And he says that he's a Native American. So here are a bunch of Europeans telling me to go back to Mexico when um, he says on the tape that he's a Native American. But it gets kind of cut off. But you'll we'll, we'll get the gist here. Look at this. What is wrong with them? We're only 10 seconds into the video. And you hear the cackling? Send him home. Send him home. Shut up. Why are you pointing at somebody and saying, send him home, send him home? And the, what a gang of cowards. All of them, oh, look, ha, ha, ha. One, uh, a big mob of racists against one guy who's sitting there. Check his papers. Ugly people. You're an idiot. You're so sick of seeing your face. Why don't you go back to Mexico? We're sick of you coming to our rally. You know what? Let him go. Because as soon as Trump is elected, you'll be the first one to go. Yeah, we're going to And I'll be on a bus. I'm going to be driving that bus. Build that wall. Look at these um, Europeans telling the indigenous people to go home when they came here. That's what he said. Look at these Europeans telling the indigenous people to go home. But that's not the first time. We've seen, well, there are many other videos of, in fact, there is a video of Trump and Z's storming a representative's town hall or an office. Wait, and he's a Native American, They and they're storming his um, office, I believe to demand his papers. Let me see. Native American rep. Trump supporters. Demand. Let's see. That's how ignorant they are. Yes. Did armed Trump supporters ask a Navajo legislator if he's legal? <laughs> True. It's from... Where is this? Snopes. Armed Trump supporters protesting immigration demanded to know if a Native American legislator is in the United States legally. In January 2018, reports surfaced that supporters of Twitter confronted a Native American legislator during an anti-immigration protest. That's how sick these people are. 
in a nation of immigrants. They're protesting anti-immigration. That's how I, what do I say all the time? They hate this country. And there's exhibit A. I'm sorry you don't like it. It is a nation of immigrants. I know that doesn't sit well with you because I, um, the, why? Because you're not that smart. And I'm sure your family tree, you're not, you didn't come off the Mayflower. And that counts as a, an immigrant too. You're an immigrant. Unless you're a Native American, you're an immigrant. The viral, wait, where is it? Uh, Native American legislator during an anti-immigration protest at the Arizona State Capitol demanding to know whether he was in the country legally. The viral stories on various websites, including The Hill and the liberal Raw story, were all aggregated from the original reporting from the Arizona Capitol Times, whatever. A nonpartisan weekly newspaper, because that's what you have to say. I'm a Republican, and I think that immigration's okay. And I voted for Twitler, but I don't like the tweeting. That somehow gives you the moral high ground. Not that, you know, what the reality is, that if you're a liberal, a progressive, a normal person, you already have the moral high ground. But it's all about, oh, both sides, both sides, right? We confirm that one of the anti-immigration protesters did indeed ask the indigenous state rep whether he was legal. Through both video footage of the incident and three corroborating interviews, they're, they should be embarrassed, but they don't possess the ability to be embarrassed. That requires self-reflection and maturity. That's what shame, Mother Nature gave us shame for a reason. We feel shame because we're, we are an interdependent species. And if we do something and we feel ashamed about it, we're supposed to, it's supposed to check our behavior. Oh, I'm embarrassed about myself here. I'm not going to continue being uh, a selfish prick or whatever. That's why we have empathy. That's what, you know, we could put ourselves, most people, not Twitler, not these bastards at the Trump rally. What's wrong with them? Build that wall. And they're proud of themselves doing that. Look at her, her face. They're always so angry. She's got nothing else going on, I suppose. Except to pretend that her, our problem, like she's fighting for the United States. She's a racist little tiny person that lacks the, the maturity to function in a free democratic society that she can only pretend to love. That's what it comes down to. That's why they're so angry. 
because America is confusing to them. So they're, in, they're very conflicted. Right. Ed on the chat, Trump gives them permission to fly their freak racist flag. And um, the, the internet is awash with all of this. You never catch them in the act of being decent. I think I might fall over. They're always acting like douchebags, whatever it might be. Whether they're in a, um, a golf cart parade in the villages. They can't just ride their stupid golf carts with their giant made-in-China Trump flags and say, Trump, Trump, Trump. They can't just do that. They got to say, white power. They have to reveal themselves. They can't just pretend that they're protesting the removal of a statue like they give a shit. They have to get together with Tiki, with their other incels and Tiki torches, chanting, Jews will not replace us. Blood and soil. That's another one that gets, that really gets me. Anybody, um, they're on the fence? You realize you're voting for, you want to vote, you're not, you're not sure. You're going to vote, you might vote for Biden, but you you're on the fence, leaning, I don't know, you're leaning Biden, but you might vote for the guy who said that the, those um, incel, incels chanting Jews will not replace us and blood and soil were very fine people. Anybody who votes for Twitler, her, this bitch, those dumb bastards behind her, all of them, Every dotard at that rally, they are, they're just as racist as those Nazis. And you know it, you know, it's not, um, it's not that it can't happen here. It is happening here. We're just too uh, stupid. I don't know. It's not that we're too stupid to realize it. It's also we're in denial. And we also have a corporate media that has really, it has a vested interest in keeping the American sheeple in denial. Oh, my God. River says, I live in a small town that voted 85%. Republican. Oh my God, you poor bastard. I feel so terrible for you. That's horrible being surrounded by such, ugh, such hate and smallness. I'm glad you're here. Jeez. That's why the internet's great. That's why we do our show. We get together. And I, I do feel bad when I, when I say red states, let's secede and build a wall because there are many normal people. Normal people are everywhere. Wow. Flora, Illinois. 
Uh-oh. I just lost... Where am I? Oh, okay. Look at that lady's face. Why are you so angry, bitch? You're going to see your dumb Fiora. Wouldn't you be happy? You can't just sit there and talk with your friend and have nice, polite conversation. You have to stare down somebody you think is a Mexican and scream, build the wall, and that you want him out of the country, and you'll drive him out. He'll dr she'll drive the bus. That's how much she... That's what she wants to do with her spare time. Why don't you do something for Earth? You know? Go plant a tree. Do something. I'm sure she's a great Christian, too. What do you want to bet? She loves her Bible. She loves, oh, her, you know, she's all about Jesus and she's all about babies. What do you want to bet? But it's low effort thinking, low IQs. I mean, we have studies and it's a mob. They are a mob mentality. They're really, it's a cult. And right now, the other thing I wanted to talk about is that the Republicans, the, what's his name, Ben Sass, Mitt, um, Mitt freaking Romney, watch, you see what's going on. Ha haven't we said this? They were all going to try to pretend that they were never on this Trump train, that they weren't the ones enabling him. That it's all Trump. It's not that the entire GOP is irredeemable. It's just Trump. Not that they did anything to bring this, this filthy fascist to fruition. They're all going to... What do you... What? What? This is why I'm, I can't even speak sometimes. Because, oh, it wasn't when he came down the escalator saying that Jews, I mean, uh, that Mexicans were rapists. No, it wasn't that. I, that's the, that was enough. And that should have been enough for any American, for any real, uh, real patriot. You have to be hypersensitive to that kind of fascist rhetoric. Otherwise, you're not honoring all the sacrifices that Americans made and humans made all over the globe fighting fascism. They gave their lives to stop they f the fascism from taking over Europe. So we should be hypervigilant about it. And when a, a con man comes down an escalator and launches a political campaign saying Mexicans are rapists, and you vote for him, any one of you, I don't care what your excuse is, you should be ashamed. You're not a patriot. You're, you're part of the problem. You are... You should be ashamed. I'm telling you, shame on you. And everyone should be shaming them, including, um, I don't know, the corporate media pundits. Stop enabling them 
and asking them questions as if they have a legitimate point of view. They're entitled to their their stupidity, I suppose, but aren't we, don't we have a responsibility to tell them the truth and not enable it and not act like a fascist, lie-riddled ideology coming from the goddamn Kremlin, half of it, is um, the on par with the truth. And it's uh and and these Republicans, we went through it yesterday. How Lindsey Graham, he didn't even have a quorum to take the vote to push this Amy Coney Barry bitch on the American people. Another illegitimate Supreme Court justice, another stolen seat. He didn't even have a quorum. Who needs rules? So we just go about our business. Oh, well, another rule. Who needs the rules? Why even have an election? Why have rules at all? Just whatever. You take that position, I take that. It's like the good old days of intergenerational monarchy. Yeah, oh, you're, you, you're on the team. Okay, you get to be a baron. You get to be a lord. You get to be a knight. You get to be... Okay, there's no voting or quorums. Just... Whatever the king wants. And that's what Lindsey Graham does. And then, you know, uh, what's her face? (laughs) Hugs him. Oh, my God. But please, God, help me. Where is everybody? Let me just check in with the chat. Oh, my God. Yes, they are cowards. They knew his heart, Tara. Knew his heart. What heart? Whose heart? The Thuglicans. How can they redeem themselves? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's watch some other things. Here, hold on. I wanted to play because Shannon was sending me some videos from TikTok. TikTok. Which, TikTok annoys me. For one reason. One of the reasons it annoys me is that you can't stop the videos. It just plays. So let's, well, we'll just play some. All right. Hold on, just getting that up. Look, Trump and Z's caught in the act of being themselves. Oh, thank you, Shannon. Shannon is the first super chatter of the night. Shannon, thank you for showing the way, the super chat way. And whatever. Anybody else out there, you can join us on YouTube.com slash C for channels slash RDT Daily Media. I think the show will one day get bigger. You know what I mean? So, I hope so. I I go through a lot of, I have an existential crisis approximately every 15 minutes. 
and I try to, I, I don't know. I think like this is, is it making a difference? Does it matter? All right, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find something. Oh, yeah. You see. You can see my whole screen. Let's see. I was trying to find that. I'll put that. These are the sound effects. Like, here's the laughter. Oh, and I said yesterday. Remember, um, we were singing. And that I was like, they're going to hit me with a copyright. And they did. What was I saying? Tonight, I celebrate my love. They hit me with a copyright. I played like 10 seconds of the song. And then I got a, a notice from YouTube that my video is banned for copyright infringement. For playing 10 seconds of tonight, I celebrate my love. And then I had to clip it out. Bastards. All right. They should be happy somebody's playing it. I celebrate my love. So uh, anyway, here's the thing. How come we never catch the Trumpanzies in the act of being decent people? Does anybody have any video of that? Of someone in a MAGA hat? I know we played that... <laughs> Video, what was that, of uh, the Trump and Z, the guy who, um, it was, of course, Trump retweeted it. I'm trying to remember what I called it, because I know I captured it. And it was some guy who um, gave a, a black Uber driver a push. Remember that? And then somebody videotaped it with their phone and put it up on social media that racist man says uh tells a black uber driver to get out of town right remember that when he was stuck in the ice and it was all just this big misunderstanding you see so it's us it's really our fault we are misunderstanding them Everything we see when they're calling people the N-word, when they're saying they're going to get there, that they'd be happy enough to drive them out of, uh, out of the United States, get them on a bus and drive them themselves, we're just taking them out of context. We're not seeing the full picture. You see? Oh, like here, let's see what this guy... Maybe we're taking it out of context. And hung you on a okay. It's... Fifty years ago, I would have pulled you out of there and hung you on a <coughs> I'm choking. I don't know why I got cut off. <coughs> Went down the wrong way. Fifty years ago, I would have took you out of there and hung you by a tree. Maybe we missed the context of that. Well, that's what they're afraid of. They're, they're, uh, they know that the world is evolving and they can't act like 
the monsters that they are. They really want to do that because they're small, tiny, ignorant, little, useless wastes of human DNA who never added a single thing to humanity. They're just takers. Absolutely, they're takers. And they, they want to have that power. They don't like that the power's being taken away. That's, they want to be able to hang people. Oh, you don't like some, the way somebody looks at you? They want to be able to, to you know, inflict the ultimate sentence on you to take your life without having any consequence to them. They want to feel powerful because they are powerless. They're puny. That's what Trump gives them, you see? Even though they're the lowest of the low, they're being exploited and sucked on by the 1% like all of us. They're nothing but hosts from which to suck profit and discard like the rest of us. But they would much rather assume, to believe in their small, tiny minds that, and I say that advisedly, minds, I mean, it's, it's a loose term. Whatever, their excuse that for thought patterns that goes on, that that's, gets programmed. It's not really that they have any original thoughts. Their thoughts are as old and boring as they are. They don't have any original thoughts. If they did, you know what? This guy, if this was a person that had an original thought, he would shut his, he wouldn't even, what would he, he would be out of that town. He wouldn't be acting like this. What do you want to bet? You know, how do we know he's a Trump supporter? I don't know. Educated guess? 50 years ago, I would have dragged you out of that car and hung you by a tree. Isn't that nice? And this is a man who goes home and he looks himself in the mirror. He has no problem. He loves Trump because Trump gives him permission. And the Republicans give him permission to not give a shit about anybody else but themselves. He give, and he gives them permission, he gives him permission to never, to be as ugly and racist as, as he is. To never evolve. To never have to look at himself and be, and have that moment where anybody who had, you know, he doesn't have the courage to have that moment where he understands that he's part of the problem and he does something about it and he changes. He, w- he doesn't have the courage. He's a follower. And if this were 1930-something Germany, you know he'd be wearing a brown shirt. He'd be goose-stepping. He'd be, well, maybe if he's that old, he would be uh, sitting on the sidelines. He would be giving that, that Zig Hale salute. Oh, yeah, you know. How do they think that they're making America great? 
well, it's racism. The whole making America great again, that is racism. And it comes down to racism. It's that simple. I've said it forever. Give me 10 minutes with any Trump supporter. And if they had, if they were um, honest, we get right down to it. I find their racist funny bone. It's not that hard to find. They, they're racist. That's why we can't have nice things in this country. We can't have universal health care. We can't have higher education, living wages. It's always been racism. That's how they divide and conquer. And these idiots fall for it all the time. They're stupid. Here. Here's another one. Uh, I don't know if I can play this one because it's very loud. It's hard to hear. Yeah, that's too much. It doesn't matter. It's some lady with a Confederate flag. Well, the flag of losers and traitors. That's who they are. It's the no wonder the Trump Anzies love it. It's a flag of losers and traitors. Of course they love it. Here, let's see. Oh, here's a wonderful specimen. Done. Okay. Nice day, ma'am. Excuse me, please leave us alone. Please leave us alone. Leave you alone. I will call the police. Go ahead and call them. I don't give a rat's fucking ass. Okay, so leave. Where do you live? How are these people walking amongst us? They stick, this lady sticks her whole head into somebody's car. For what? She's lucky they didn't knock her the F out. We live in Babylon. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. Okay. okay. I'm sure That's you don't. That's none of your business anyway. I'm a nice day, man. Don't fucking fuck freedom around with your own fucking neighbors. Excuse freedom of speech. Yes. You don't know fucking shit about shit. Leave! 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 Okay, leave. tough guy. Leave! That's his name, Excuse his registration, and everything else. If anything happens to my fucking house, you're done. Okay. Have you're a nice done. day, man. Go Excuse fuck me. Yourself, please leave us alone. Please no, leave us you. alone. Leave you I alone. I will call the police. Go ahead and call them. I don't give a rat's fucking okay, ass so if you leave. call. Where do you live? Why don't you house? We live in Babylon. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. Okay. okay, I'm sure That's you don't. That's none of your business anyway. Have a nice day, man. Don't fucking fuck around with speech. your own fucking neighbors. Excuse freedom of speech. Yes. You don't know fucking shit about shit. Leave! Leave! Okay, leave. tough guy. Leave! Have oh my name. god. So she goes over to, as far as I can gather, uh, some young people in a car. I guess they had darker pigment than she was used to looking at. Trying to find out, do you live here? Because she's the neighborhood watch, the Trump band Z neighborhood watch with the Trump shirt, Trump 2020 shirt, Trump hat. If I, I'm telling you guys, if ever I caught one of them somewhere, uh, there must be a video on, on, online somewhere of a Trump band Z not being an asshole. Is there? Can anybody find one? Here's another one. So this dumb bitch goes over to, rings her neighbor's doorbell. Here we go. 
Come on, why doesn't it play? Hello, can I help you? I actually I want to talk to you. This is Elba. I want to show you something. I'm sorry, I can't come to the door right now. The, get out your neighborhood by law. It's section 5.20. Oh no sign shall be in the yard. If you don't take this Harris Biden shit down, I will sue you. Good. And I was going to have you sell my house, but that's not going to happen now, and you're going to lose a lot of business because of this crap. You get out your neighborhood association bylaws, section (laughs) 5.20. Well, I got all that on film. That's genius. Five point twenty. If you get this Biden Harris thing down, I swear to Christ, Jesus Christ, and his little brother Donald J. Trump, we will not have any signs. No signs shall be in the yard. If you don't take this Harris Biden shit down, I will sue you. And I was going to have you sell my house, but that's not going to happen now. And you're going to lose a lot of <laughs> yeah, business. Yeah, you want to work with her because of this crap. You get a she's drunk. Everything else. Oh my God! Wait, hold on. Oh, here's another one. Happens to my fucking house. You're done. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Great. Your neighborhood association bylaws, section five point, point twenty. She's drunk. Uh, Five point twenty. Really, Paradu says, "Oh God, why do we have to live with these things?" It's true. How can you have a decent society with these morons? That's why we have to fight with the moral high ground that we have. We don't apologize for being correct, decent, moral human beings who can function in a free democratic society. These people need to go back in the closet. They need to go go get drunk in your backyard, lady. Shut the F up. Whatever you do, stop ringing your neighbor's bell. How, where do we live where you think that it's a normal thing to do to ring your neighborhood, your neighbor's door, drunk with a goddamn bylaws. Section 5.20! Get a life, you freak. Go feed the homeless. You know, do something. Volunteer somewhere. Add something to the world. But they don't know how to do that. They're takers, they t- and they, they make America sick. They're sick. And how, do, how, how, ugh, how the hell are we supposed to have a functioning society when these sick bastards are flying around the country as if they have, um, as if they're, they're patriots? They're the patriots? And then we have an entire media apparatus. I mean, I know that Fox News is just a propaganda channel, of course. 
they'll bl- blow smoke up their asses and give them the permission to run around ringing people's bells, sticking their skinny necks into people's cars, screaming at everybody without masks on. But why every other news outlet must bend over backwards to pretend that these are sincere and legitimate patriots? They're not sincere. They should be mocked. From the time Twitter came down the escalator, they, they should be mocked and embarrassed to support somebody who's such an overt, open racist and such a liar and a con man. All of the cons that Twitter has, uh, it's not even, he's not even a clever con man. The, all of his cons are well documented. He's a con man. Why must we pretend he's a successful businessman? You yes. know fucking shit about shit. All right. Is, uh, so you, you can't oh. tell me why? Here's a guy. Last yeah, video. Go, okay. Yeah. There you go. An Uber driver and a Trump anzi. That's why this world is going to become a bunch of pussies. Because guys like fucking you. Can you believe that? He asked him who he's voting for and he said Biden. And he went off on him. Calling him a pussy. Get ready to be banned from Uber for life. That's what's gonna fuck this word up. It's all recorded, dude. I don't give a fuck. Go fuck you and your fat. Unbelievable. But not unbelievable. This is where we live, and they've been emboldened. It's not just Trump emboldening them, though. It is. Everything. The media emboldens them. You know what I mean? They do. The corporate media gives them a platform constantly as if, you know, we get them all together in a room and now let's have another focus group. How they feel about what? Have they changed? Will they still vote for him? We know what we hear them. I think he's the greatest president ever. He will go down in history as the greatest. Why? Explain it. What's so great about lying to the American people constantly, about being an inept con man who doesn't have um, the ability to do his job? The only thing he can do is bullshit. What's great about having the death toll Having 8 million Americans with coronavirus and a hundred near, nearing 120,000 dead in three months. And he boasted of the other, well, I think it was today, it might have been in one of his, he's going, he's doing a lot of rallies because he knows he's in trouble. This is why he's ceding the ground to steal the election by saying that there's voter fraud. And he was, where the heck got, he was comparing the death toll here with Europe and the Trump Anzis applauded. In Europe, the average daily deaths are, are really soaring. 402% higher in the United Kingdom, 493% higher in Europe. 
Meanwhile, in the United States, deaths have decreased by 37%. So that's helpful, right? Oh, wow. No thanks to you. If deaths have decreased, deaths have decreased. Oh, wonderful. What do they give a shit about death decreasing? They love death. You know what I mean? Why do they why are they applauding that? That deaths are decreasing? They're the highest in the industrialized world. We are the laughing stock of the world. We're the disgrace of the world, and we can't even get the hell out of here if we wanted to. Because they have closed the borders to us because we are riddled with coronavirus. And we have an, an inept con man squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes and an entire party of enablers working overtime to make sure it remains that way, pulling every dirty trick in the Republican dirty trick playbook. And while also trying to cover their ass, covered all the bases some uh, with some criticism. Oh, I wasn't always on the Trump train. You see Ben Sass criticizing Trump. Well, where you been? Ben Sass, he's voted with Trump. I think about 99% of the time, he helped put friggin' Kavanaugh on the bench. He's going to help put another illegitimate Supreme Court justice on the bench. So, oh, well, Ben, I mean, uh, whatever, you, uh, yeah, Ben Sass. Oh, well, a little too late. He, what does he say? Wait, hold on, here it is. They should all be ashamed. Senator Sass warns of, of a Republican bloodbath. This is in the New York Times. In a dire nine-minute indictment of Mr. Trump's foreign policy and what Mr. Sass called his deficient values, he had deficient values when you voted for him. Why is this, you know, not pointed out? You should all be ashamed. All of, including Mitt Romney. Oh, so what? Mitt Romney said Black Lives Matter. Thanks while pushing every racist effing policy and all the divide-and-conquer Republican agenda on the American people despite receiving fewer votes. So, so what? Mitt Romney said Black Lives Matter? Is that where we are? Oh, wow, he said Black Lives Matter. Whoopee effing doopee! while he supported the racist F con man and the racist kiss-up, kick-down ideology that divides and conquers the American people along racial lines so they can continue funneling money to the 1%. That's the game. And the idiots who we just played, some of them and, and their greatest hits, they're just dumb and and racist enough to believe it they fall for it 
So in a dire nine-minute indictment of Mr. Trump's foreign policy and what Mr. Sass called a deficient, his deficient values, the senator said the president has mistreated women. Where you been? What are you talking about? He's mistreated women? Yeah. Why did you vote for him? And alienated important allies around the globe. Yes, he's been doing that the entire time. You voted for him. When he was praising dictators and you knew. Remember when the Republicans had a meeting and they were like, yucky to yucky to yuck, don't tell anybody that Trump is, I think Trump is being paid by the Kremlin. Ha ha ha, everyone laughed. Don't, hey, this is a family. Let's keep this between us. You voted for him. He says he's mistreated women and alienated important allies around the globe. He's been a profligate spender, ignored human rights. Yeah, it's not like that happened after Election Day. We know Twitler's history. He's mistreated women. He's a serial bankrupt tax cheating con man ignored human rights, he took out an ad in the New York Times and called for the execution of five teenagers who were exonerated and never took it back. He thinks, oh, well, I made a mistake. They were exonerated. He doesn't even admit he makes a mistake. And he said he would still call for their execution regardless of the fact that they're innocent. So, well, they're black. So whatever. No harm, no foul, just whatever. Ignored human rights. Where were you, Ben Sass? You were voting for his entire agenda, putting more Supreme Court justices illegitimately on the bench who will rubber stamp that that agenda that abhorrent agenda that ignores human rights and treated the pandemic like a pr crisis you know who he is yes that's all he has everything is a pr crisis all he has is bullshit he's never been good at anything He's never been a businessman. He's been a bullshit artist. It's time for everybody to finally admit it. We admit it here, of course. But everybody in the corporate media, I don't care. They're going to whine. Trump is going to say, oh, fake news, fake news. He says that anyway. So... Don't we all have a duty to tell the truth? It's a patriotic duty, a patriotic imperative to say this guy is a con man and a liar and enough. And if you vote for him, you're a dumb dumb, a racist, or just as disgusting. Well, I guess all of the above. He predicted a loss by Trump on election day, less than 
three weeks away, looks likely, and said that Republicans would face steep repercussions for having backed him so staunchly over the four tumultuous years. He's trying to cover his own ass. The debate is not going to be, Ben Sass. why were you so mean to Donald Trump? Mr. Sass said, according to the audio obtained by the Washington Examiner and authenticated by the Times, it's going to be, what the heck were any of us thinking? That's selling a TV-obsessed, narcissistic individual to the American people was a good idea. Well, they wanted to destroy democracy. They had their priorities, and their, that agenda is coming along nicely for the 1%. The rich are quite pleased with Twitter. He's funneled more money into their pockets. He's entrenched the oligarchy. He's given, um, he started the reestablishment of the aristocracy, the intergenerational aristocracy. They, they like it. Um, they're getting all they want. The rich are getting richer. The poor are getting poorer. The working class is the working poor. The middle class is now below 50% of the population. That's how they like it. When you're living check to check, you're too desperate to get involved with your government, democracy. You won't, you know, stand up to your betters, especially when, you, when you're powerless. You have no union behind you. You can't collectively bargain. It's you against the big behemoth. Oh, I know you think you're free. Because you can walk around Walmart with an M16. But you're a dum-dum. That's what you are. That's why you're so angry. You, I guess maybe they're so angry for, bec well, because they're confused. The world keeps evolving. And they can't keep up. And they see how everything sucks. But they're... They're so bamboozled that they've been told to hate their fellow Americans. It's just so much easier than pointing out the truth because having a functioning democracy requires um, you. It requires all of us to you know, have a sense of or a level of maturity that we can get along that we can that we all have well we all have to kind of agree that we're we have that we're on the same page yes we we form government and this government is a constitutionally limited democratic republic and our mission is to keep that constitutionally limited democratic republic functioning and vibrant and the people free so everybody in, nobody out. We have to compromise on some things. And most of all, we have to protect this constitutionally limited democratic republic from the powerful interests that have always threatened it and try to dismantle it. And I'm talking about organized money.
So, but they wouldn't be, they, they don't understand that because they've been told that it's freedom when billionaires can ride you to the bank mercilessly. That's freedom. You're free. You don't have to be ridden to the bank. Oh yeah. Good luck. You know, you gotta, all you gotta do is work hard. Well, if the game is rigged, I don't care how hard you work. You're nothing but a pawn. So, Mr. Sass, Stash, who is up for re-election on November 3rd, went public with his concerns at a time when Republicans are increasingly worried that Mr. Trump is careening toward a devastating loss. If only... I know we're all traumatized by 2016, and he is trying to steal the election. It's not, oh, he's gonna, or we better watch out, we better be careful. He's up to it. It's happening. He's saying it right in the open. This is what he does. That's how he's gotten away with all his crimes. Just say it right in the open. If it's not a crime, if you're doing it in plain sight, Mm-mm. All right. He spoke to co- constituents on Wednesday around the same time that senators on the Judiciary Committee were concluding their questioning of that dumb bitch, Amy Coney Barrett, Mr. Trump's nominee, illegitimate nominee for another illegitimate Supreme Court grab. A Mr. Sass, a member of the panel, had lavished praise on Judge Barrett, a favorite of conservatives who would tilt the court decidedly to the right, meaning right onto your neck. Rarely has a split screen better encapsulated the trade-offs that congressional Republicans have accepted over the four years of Trump's presidency than a Republican senator exulting over his conservative Supreme Court nominee in one moment and lamenting his norm-shattering behavior and his party's willingness to tolerate it in the next. Mr. Sass did not exactly try to keep his criticism quiet. James Wegman, a spokesman who confirmed his comments, said 17,000 Nebraskans have in Invited, had been invited to participate in the call, though it did not appear to have been open to the general public. Like a lot of Nebraskans, I am trying to understand your relationship with the president, a woman said. Why, why do you have to criticize him so much? Wow. See? I mean, why can't you be like me and pine for a patriarchal pat on the head? And beg, if I beg long enough, maybe a billionaire will meet me for a beer and trickle on me. Uh, As long as they save me from those evil, evil Black Lives Matter Antifas that don't, well, I don't say they don't exist, not the black. I mean, when asked about... (laughs) his love of QAnon in the interview with uh, Savannah Guthrie, he turned it into 
another tirade against Antifa that doesn't exist. What's Antifa? Where's Antifa? I want to know. I want to go to the meetings. That's how we know that this country's really swirling around the drain. Why doesn't the corporate media or Savannah Guthrie or any of them say, what are you talking about, Antifa? Like Joe Biden said, Antifa is an idea. It's not an organization. What is this shit? So annoying, but eh, whatever. So he says, Mr. Sass, a former university president with a doctorate in American history from Yale who styles himself as a principal conservative. That's because he... The he furrows his brow when he's going along with the decline and fall of the American Republic. He's like Susan Collins. He gets very concerned. During the 2016 campaign, he compared Trump to David Duke and refused to vote for him. In office, he called Mr. Trump's signature trade war with China nuts. But he had toned down his criticism in recent years, earning a crucial endorsement from the president. The remarks on Wednesday were far from scathing than any others he had made recently, and particularly notable given the tight hold Trump has taken on the Republican Party. Mr. Sass, 48, began by saying he had worked hard to develop a working relationship with Mr. Trump and even prayed for the president because he's one of our leaders. (laughs) He's a leader, guys. Leading us. That's a leader for it. No wonder. No wonder the lunatics are knocking on people's doors with... uh, Community paper 20.5.2. There's nothing going on in the world, you see. There's nothing uh, else she feels that she can contribute to the world except drunkenly. Um, and you know, she sounded drunk, so she's sitting there in her uh, house looking at the sign across the street and she's burning up. Seeing that sign. I won't stand for it. Where is my community bylaw papers? Where have I put them? Look, right here. It says it right here. 5.20.2. No paper. No no signs. Nothing. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. She's not going out to help the community. You know, go help somebody. Go work at a soup kitchen, bitch. And, you know, it kind of puts things in perspective. In those soup kitchens that Republicans, you know, they made necessary because they got to make the rich richer. Can't have a functioning society. You have to have a, the, uh, you have to have that concentrated wealth. Unreal. She can't do that, though. These right-wingers, they don't add to society. They take. It's true. 
prove me wrong. Somebody, prove me wrong. All right, let me see. What's going on on the chat? Does anybody care about this? About me and the show? Are you, or do I? Let me see. Right. It didn't bother them when he was being impeached, Andrea. Politicians have long said that they present their message at the seventh grade re reading level. Yep. Malcolm. So, yeah. All right. What else? The other thing I wanted to say. Oh, uh, where is it? You know, we just said another sock rock. Oh, my God. Tonight at Twitler's rally. Of course they do this. Speaking of racism. One of these. One of Twitler's enablers who introduced. Where is it? I'm just trying to find it. Oh, God introduced Twitler. He couldn't say Kamala Harris. This What is wrong with Republicans? Can anybody... I mean, <laughs> that should be the overarching... It's one of these days I'm just going to have a nervous breakdown. Just be like, what is wrong with them? I'm trying to find the video because the guy he introduces. Oh, here it is. Senator David Perdue. He introduces. Twitler. OK. OK, here we go. I got to put the audio up. Kamala, 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 Kamala. I don't know. Whatever. And Kamala or what? Kamala or Kamala, 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 Kamala. I don't know. Whatever, and Kamala or what? Kamala or Kamala, 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 Kamala. I don't know. Whatever. Ha, ha, ha. And you hear them in the background? Ha 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 ha. Kamala, 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 Kamala. Wamama, mama. Whatever. And John Ossoff goes. My opponent, Gen um, GOP Senator David Perdue of anti-Semitic ad infamy, just mocked Senator Harris's name as. Kamala, Mala, 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 whatever, at a Trump rally. We are so much better than this. How many times have we heard that? We are so much better than this. I'm sorry, John Ossoff. We're not. We are so much better than this. No, we're not. We're not better than this because we allow it. We enable it. And nobody says anything about it. We're not better than this because we give the, uh, the, the bullshit equal weight. We give bullshit equal rate weight as reality. We enable this. We give, I don't, we, we give them the respect that they don't deserve. They don't respect humanity, democracy, they don't respect their goddamn neighbors, as we see. They don't respect their community. They take and take and take. What are you talking about? 
We're so much better than this. We are not better than this. Clearly, because the thing that we're supposed to be better than is in control. It's the so-called president, despite receiving fewer votes, and an entire party is dragging us back every every step that we made that we fought bled and died to advance this filthy fascist less vote getting party with the standard bearer con man with hi francis they, they are not <laughs> they're not better than this and they're in charge despite receiving fewer votes. So, how much longer? What do you mean we're better than this? Time to rip off the goddamn, I don't know, Band-Aid? No, it's not a Band-Aid. Just rip the goddamn blinders off. We're not better than this. How can we be? We're so much better than this. That's another thing Joe Biden says all the time. We're better than this. America better. No, we're not. We're not better than this. We live in a country where people say, I got mine. Oh, well. That means we're not better than this. They have created this. They made us like this. And they rigged the system in such a way that those who are not better than this have all the power. Because uh, despite receiving fewer votes. So no, we're not better than this. And we can show you a hundred examples and more. Thousands of examples of us not being better than this. We're not. We've never been better than this. Because we don't have the courage. We haven't been challenged. Nobody challenges the right wing, you see, to evolve. They don't. They always have to pander and coddle them. Talk talk about snowflakes. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to be snowflakes. Liberals, normal people are supposed to be snowflakes because we aren't um, a bunch of sociopaths, because we care and we try to have compassion, and we try to bring out the best in each other, and we try to live in a nation of laws that extend to all, regardless of whether it's convenient or not. And we try to have a system that is as good as its founding freaking ideals, and we try to bring everybody to the table and all that, and the ones who get the most votes get to actually represent people and well that's debatable but yeah some of us we would be better than this if we put the people who are better than this in in charge and didn't coddle the ones who aren't better than this we see them we know who they are they're not better than this these are the ones, all of them. I don't care. Look at all those Trump Z's sitting there behind this guy laughing. 
They saw the same videos we did with the tiki torches. They saw that. Jews will not replace us. Doesn't didn't matter. They saw the Access Hollywood video. They saw they've been here all along. They've heard the lies. Yeah, so, I don't know. We're not better than that, that's for sure. Tell you. And it's about time that we all face that fact. We can. We can be better than that if we choose to. If we have the courage to. But they don't have courage, Republicans. They're not courageous. Being a gang of racist thugs screaming at people because you're such a tiny little scared freak. That's not, uh, that's not better than this. Unbelievable. Oh my, sorry, I'm losing my voice again. Thank you, Covert White Rabbit, for your super chat, and thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Tower for President 2020. Oh, my God. That would be nice. For a minute. I would like to be queen for a minute. I'd do a lot. Healthcare. I would fix this country. If I had a magic wand and uh, just give me 10 minutes. I know what has to happen. Money out of politics, then everybody in, nobody out. And progressive taxation. And there, we go from there. Oh, also, we, well, it's part of, we would have to openly uh, talk about the tr- truth and reconciliation that we need surrounding our racist-ass history. And I contend that the whole everyone in, nobody out um, philosophy is part of reparations, frankly, because we have to move forward together. It's an action. Unity, that's an action. Respect is an action. Community is an action. Thank you, Malcolm, for your super chat. (laughs) <laughs> the fourth R or why can't why Johnny can't reason helps intelligent people understand why two thirds of adults function at a seventh grade level. What is that? Is that a book? I'm looking it up. Brain stages. The fourth R. Why Johnny can't reason? Hmm. I didn't know this. <clears throat> I'll have to check it out. So, a couple of things. Republicans show all the signs of a mental Ill- illness. So let's break it down. And we showed some videos tonight. I don't see rep- I don't see normal people acting like that. Do you? It's always right-wingers. 
screaming racist epithets at people, ganging up on people, threatening them, <clears throat> standing on their lawns with M16s and uh, pea shooters looking like the Hamburglar. Oh, because black people are walking by? That's very scary, I suppose. Oh, though, what happened to them? They got charged, right? What's the name of that? Let's see. A uh, couple in Florida. Poor victims. Uh, what's their names? And then they spoke at the Republican... Let's see, Black Lives Matter. Trying to find the... <clears throat> Lawn guns. Here they are. <laughs> St. Louis couple who waved guns at Black Lives Matter. Where is it? Hmm. What happened to them? The white couple from St. Louis who waved guns at Black Lives Matter demonstrators. Oh, this is an old article, but I was trying to find out. Oh, the McCloskeys. Let me look up McCloskey. Ah, plead not guilty. This is two days ago. Gun-waving St. Louis couple plead not guilty to two felony charges. Oh, they're being picked on. Mark and Patricia McCloskey, the St. Louis couple who waved guns at Black Lives Matter protesters on their private street in June, pleaded not guilty to two felony charges on Wednesday. A grand jury indicted the couple last week on charges of unlawful use of a weapon and tampering with evidence. What else is new? They had been charged on Jul in July with weapons violation. A grand jury added the evidence charge. The indictment states that the pistol held by Patricia McCloskey was altered before it was handed over to investigators. The charges are a result of a confrontation between protesters and the McCloskeys on June 28th. Protesters, we know this, were marching down the street. Blah, blah, blah. The McCloskey said personal, oh, they are personal injury lawyers in their 60s with a history of suing their neighbors. Aren't they nice? They have blamed leftist Democrats in St. Louis government for the charges against them because they're such victims. As always, professional victims. Their attorney, Joel Swartz, says President Trump has taken a special interest in the case. Shut up, freaks. Poor whiny little bitches. Just take your lumps, you freaks. They have spoken with the president. The president contacts them semi-frequently. Well, he figures, how can I exploit this incident to divide and conquer the dupes even more than they're already divided and conquered. Armed attorneys who became national figures have a long history of lawsuits. They filed a lawsuit in 1988 to obtain their house. 
a castle built for Aldolphus, Bush's daughter, and her husband during St. Louis's brief run as a world-class city in the early 20th century. At the McCloskey's property in Franklin County, they have sued neighbors for making changes to gravel, to a gravel road, and twice, just over two years, evicted tenants from a modular home on their property. They have such bad luck. The McCloskey's, Mark McCloskey, sued a former employer for wrongful termination. And his sister, father, and his father's caretaker for defamation. These people are trouble. Then they're not normal. The, that's another thing that is kind of a defining characteristic of the fascists is that they're, they're troubled people. They're suffering human beings, but instead of getting help, they inflict it outwards onto decent society. Everybody else is the problem. They, got, they have problems. They're mental. Not that, you know, we all have problems. But the party of personal responsibility will never take responsibility for their problems. It's everybody else's fault. Oh, it's defamation. Everyone's lying. Everyone's picking on them. In 2013, he destroyed beehives placed just outside of the mansion's northern wall by a neighboring Jewish central, central reform congregation and left a note saying that he did it. Isn't that nice? Scumbag. And if the mess wasn't cleaned up quickly, he would seek a restraining order and attorney's fees. What a piece of waste. The congregation had planned to harvest the honey and pick apples from trees on its property for Rosh Hashanah. And this piece of shit went and destroyed the beehive. The children were crying in school, the rabbi Susan Talv said, and it was part of our curriculum. By following so many lawsuits, the McCluskeys opened a large window onto their values and ambitions. What a piece of dirt. They went and destroyed a, a beehive that children had, that they were using as a learning to tool. These fuckers. They never add anything, right? They take. Oh, I don't like your beehive? Shut up and leave. Look away. Shut your face. They don't know anything about live and let live or... Oh, maybe I'll learn a little bit about a beehive. What you have there? Children? Isn't that nice? You have a beehive, you're going to pick apples? Going to make honey? Isn't that wonderful? Learning about nature and our interdependence? Instead, this old white cracker comes along and fucks it up, as they always do. I don't like it. I'll sue you for attorney's fees, you little prick. Wah, wah, wah. And let's make them our, uh, our poor, poor victims. Everyone's picking on them. How come? Where's uh, the Democrats over here? Come on. 
Interview those children. These McCloskeys are sick, like all of them. They're all a bunch of sick asses. When will I ever, will I ever live to see the day, and I hope so, where the Republican Party is putting the same ilk as the KKK and the Nazis, because that's who they are. Ultimately, they, of course they are. Oh, you're crazy. You're being hyperbolic. No. Know them by their fruit. Know them by the company they keep. They give all of these Nazis a, 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 a political party to vote for. When you're attracting Nazis, when you're... I, it, it's the... Um, that axiom that not all Nazis... Wait, the not all Republicans are Nazis, but all Nazis are Republican. And KKK, I mean, the KK goddamn K endorses Twitler and I mean, and, and not just Twitler, it goes back. They've been endorsing the Republican presidential candidate and other candidates forever. So, Whoever votes with, who votes for the Republicans, they're voting with the KKK, okay? So what more do you need? Really? And to understand that you're not on the right side of history. You're on the wrong side of history, humanity, decency. Oh, is it just that... Some things, the Nazis do some things right. The KKK do some things right. They have a good fiscal plan. I can't stand... Oh, I like it. I don't like their social issues. I just like their tax policy. Oh, is that it? Sick. Sick bastards. No, that's why we're sick. That's why the country's sick. That's why we have the most death. That's why we have Americans dying needlessly every year. Because of greed. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here, let me, uh, before we keep going... Mitt Romney, here's another thing that annoyed me. Romney criticizes Trump and Democrats for contributing to a hate-filled morass. F you. Okay? Here's my contribution. No, actually, it's my patriotic duty. You got it confused. It's not both sides. When you have somebody who... We have a party that is a a um a greed-centered death cult with a standard bearer, a con man standard bearer. There's not um a both sides to that. You're on the wrong side, Romney. So Romney says, I have stayed quiet with the, the approach of the election he says to a post on Twitter, but I'm troubled by our politics 
as it has moved away from spirited debate to a vile, vituperative, hate-filled morass that's becoming, that's unbecoming of any free nation, let alone the birthplace of modern democracy. Well, if you really gave a crap about modern democracy, then you wouldn't be in the Republican Party. You wouldn't be part of a, um, a plot that's been going on my entire life to make the rich richer and to eliminate democracy, pesky democracy once and for all. This has been a long generations, a long, um, well thought out plot that started with the goddamn Powell memo that laid it all out, and they have been following that script. GOP TV, the propaganda, the voter suppression. Right? I don't want everybody to vote. Our leverage in the election goes up as the voting populace goes down. Who's that? Paul Weirich from the Heritage Foundation, a GOP operative. They, he's not alive anymore, but they've been following that. They have followed that for, that's their, that, that's their strategy. It's not, hey, how do we use our principled conservative ideology to advance and extend the American dream to as many people as possible and to protect democracy and to make a more perfect union. No, that's not what they've done. Their plot is how do we ensure that less people can vote? This is why in within hours of Roberts undoing the Voting Rights Act, the, the filthy, disgusting, illegitimate Supreme Court, the right-wing states, they already had their legislation ready to suppress the votes. That's not, a, that's not, that's not what um, people who like democracy or who care, they're not going to the people saying, we have a great idea, people. Let's build a coalition or knock on doors. We, this is our idea to have, um, you know, to extend the American dream to as many people as possible. No. They don't do that. They, their whole thing is stop people from voting. So it's really rich, no pun intended, Listening to this lickspittle lecture us while he's trying to cover his own ass. I guess it's easier. Um, it must be hard for him. He doesn't want to come to the... He doesn't want to have... I mean, he doesn't have the courage, frankly, to look himself in the eye and say, I fucked up. I'm part of this shit. I voted for... Every other Republican for, for ad infinitum. And here's the worst one yet. But it was inevitable. 
to have a con man as a standard bearer, somebody like him? Of course, it was inevitable. We have followed the same path as so many other republics that have died. So it's, of course, a illegitimate party that has zero interest in a functioning democracy and and ha- that has an ideology that is completely based in a con trickle down that is a con so of course we it was inevitable that they would have a con man as a standard bearer inevitably so he writes i've been troubled by our politics Mitt Romney writes, as it has moved away from the spirited debate. Oh, I read this. Let alone the... Okay, yeah, I read the whole thing. Let's keep going. Romney held back no punches. Please, don't make me puke. As he criticized the president for calling Democratic vice presidential nominee Kamala Harris a monster. Yes, it's so monstrosities when a woman says, I'm talking, excuse me, when you can't just interrupt her. She doesn't know her place, like Amy Coney Barrett. Why doesn't she just know her place? What, what was that, that effort that's, oh, my God, let me find this. Kennedy, that m- marble mouth so irritating right wing ugh freak he asked her I just got one other question for you let me see hold on I'm gonna play it I have to find it I got one Question for you. I'm sure I can't stand this guy, but they put him on corporate media all the time. He's supposed to be, he's just um, always pontificating about how, uh, you know, that, that dog won't hunt. He's a regular old American marble mouthed southerner. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I got one last question. Help. It's an easy one. <laughs> it is. I'm, I, it's, it's a sincere question. I'm generally curious. Who does the laundry in your house? <laughs> I got one last question. Help. it's an easy one. <laughs> it is. I'm, I, it's, it's a sincere question. I'm generally curious. Who does the laundry in your house? <laughs> They don't even realize how um, how offensive they are. Of course, they would never ask that of a male nominee. Who does the laundry? <laughs> I'm so I'm genuinely curious. You can hear it in my marble mouth. Who does the laundry? Disgusting. Who does the laundry? Who does your laundry, you disheveled freak? Do you? Does anybody do your laundry? Of course they wouldn't 
ask that of uh of Kavanaugh. Who does the laundry, Judge Kavanaugh? Judge drink in between beer. Do you do the laundry in between your drinking beer and all? God help me. Why am I here? I can't wait to talk to our guest tomorrow, Stephen. I got to get out of here. Thank you, Malcolm, for your super chat. And thank you, Guyon, for your super chat. The super chats were getting very lonely in there. Shannon was the only one for a long time, and then other people joined in. Well, well, one day we'll have lots of people watching this show, not just our core group. And there'll be super chats coming in left and right. And patrons, there'll be so many patrons, we'll have people will have a staff we'll have somebody who can figure out how to work the show without everything going to hell all right here we go let's go back to romney's letter the utah senator further accused democrats of launching blistering attacks of their own because you can't say the truth without throwing in a bit of both sides -ism. Oh, it's the Democrats, too. They should know their place when the Republicans are stealing democracy and destroying everything that makes America great. The Utah senator, oh, yes, launching blistering attacks of their own, pointing out the time that Pelosi tore up the President's State of the Union address. Oh, my goodness. The poor boo-boo. Well, maybe because it was given by a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man who lies his ass off. And it has absolutely no business being... Uh, well, the, only, the best thing you could do is put it in the shredder. If this was a sane system, if this was a sane democracy... Why? What What kind of sane country says, hey, um, let's have the con man, the tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man, who's a puppet of anti-democratic foreign dictators who, have, who we know helped this freak become the so-called president despite receiving fewer votes. Let's get him up here to address the entire nation. If that's not a sign of how we have how how this country is in the last throes of death, what is? Okay, let's get the con man, the one with the fake university and the fake charity and the fake vitamin scam, the one who is a fake billionaire, who the one who doesn't pay any taxes, that guy. The one who is the single biggest friggin' t uh, um, loser American taxpayer? Let's get him to address the entire nation. The one who is the serial bankrupt. The one who is a pathological liar. Let's get that guy up here. 
So yeah, as long as uh, they had a black guy, now let's get this guy. That black guy, that was just too much, having a decent person up there who knew how to control himself because he couldn't. He couldn't act like Twitler because he doesn't have that privilege, you see. He didn't have the privilege to get angry when the filthy fascists were screaming at him during the State of the Union. You lie. When he wasn't lying. See, that's where we are. Lies are the truth. For Republicans, when you tell the truth, you you got to tell everybody, oh no, there's the truth. We can't let that hit the right-wing ear. The ears of the idiots who are ringing their neighbors' bells and screaming in their faces and screaming with M16s or walking the the halls of Walmart with their M16s. We can't let the truth hit those friggin' dead ears. So, but how are we gonna stop that truth from getting out? Well, it's only a black guy up there. You lie. don't have to have any respect. Oh, you respect the office. What Republicans keep saying, well, you res- we're re- I'm showing respect for the office, not the man. Well, when the man has any respect for the office, but they never had respect for the office when the Democratic president, who was twice legally elected in two landslides, was occupying the office. Just as much respect as they have for the American people who sent him there. Zero respect. That's why these filthy Republicans are disgraceful. And they should be treated as the disgraces they are. We don't have to apologize for being right. And there is no tolerance. We don't tolerate the wrong. Here's another thing. Thank you, Robin, for your super chat. Robin says, hey, Tara, I am just got in and glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. But <clears throat> somebody in the course of human events, my human events, where I'm on the internet. Well, whatever. Let me just finish up Romney quickly. Who cares? Romney was both sides, both sides. And that's that, okay? He he finishes up, fundamental to democracy is the peaceful transfer of power. Is that what he says? Well, take it to your standard bearer. All right. um, When in the course of human events, me, Tara Devlin, I... uh, for some reason, I get I get notified when Twitler's YouTube channel comes up. I didn't I don't remember pressing the notification bell <clears throat> whenever he starts speaking because I could I'd rather listen to a rake on a chalkboard than listen to one of his narcissistic supply speeches, one of his rambling speech. He's not even spe- it's not a speech. It's like an old dotard. And a bunch of racists sitting around waiting and wishing they could just say the N-word. 
anyway, the point is, I got a notification that Twitler was speaking. And for some reason, I clicked on it today. And it took me over to one of Twitler's, what do you call it? Uh, the video. Here we go. It was on. Your son's oh, job. It scared me. It's a, a, audio just came up. It scared me. Oh, it was a commercial. It's it's Donald Trump's YouTube channel, and they're showing. Look here, here. I'll show you what I'm looking at. See? Oh my God! It's Joe Biden. He's he's so confused. He doesn't know where he is. He's really lost a step. I can't, I don't know if I can vote for him. Or the, uh, the con man, the autocrat dictator wannabe con man. I don't know. Who will it be? Will it be the guy who promises to, uh, I mean, believe me, I'm not a big Joe Biden fan, but you know, it will be somebody who stops the bleeding, but or will it be somebody who has absolutely no business being anywhere near the halls of power, who hasn't paid its goddamn taxes, and is a liar, a tax cheat, a draft dodger? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. So I was reading their comments. And I, it's hard to believe. 47 years of Biden making his family wealthy and then denying it. Horrible. Can you believe these people? You get it? I mean, do they have mirrors? It's unreal. <laughs> Biden is the problem. Voting for Trump, he's not the problem. The media is the problem. 47 years of collecting government welfare off the American people. Excuse me? Do you realize that Twitler? Nobody sucks on the government teat more than Twitler. He is the single biggest loser, American taxpayer. That's not a debate. Somebody had to be the loser, and that's him. Somebody. There had to be somebody had to be the one who lost more money than every other American taxpayer, and it was him. Therefore, he didn't pay taxes. Not only that, he got money back from we the people, and lots of it. The scum of the earth that he is. And then, well, during the Savannah Guthrie interview, he asks... The, she asks, "Where? Who is the? Who do you owe all this money to? This four hundred million dollars? Who do you owe?" And his excuse was, "Well, that's just a drop, a, a fraction of my my worth." Oh yeah, really? Bullshit. It's a fraction. His worth is if that's a fraction. 400 million? He's not a billionaire. He might be now because of all of his grifting. I don't know, but let's see your taxes. He's That's a fraction? 
Well, why don't you follow in Bezos's footsteps then? If you're so rich, that's just a fraction. Four hundred million is just—it's nothing. It's chump change. It's lunch. Then take follow, follow Bezos's lead and go to get the f off the planet. Get your dotard ass to Mars. But I doubt it. Oh, it's just a fraction, but he's so rich he has to pay off porn stars in installments. You see, you don't just pay off your porn star, you put her on the payroll. It's <laughs> when you want to buy her silence, you just you keep paying her in $100,000 installments. That's how rich you are. Stupid bastards. So, I'm reading these um, comments. It's it's fascinating to me, like because, like I say, I study chimpanzees like Jane Goodall studied apes. So, what no president has ever done, Donald Trump is draining the swamp and getting rid of corruption. This is what somebody wrote without a hint of irony. That's why Joe was so mad. He knows we're on to him. Joe may be going to jail. Say hi to Hillary for us. You know who never went to jail? Hillary. You know who went to jail? About 19 of Trump's inner circle. Indicted. Three of those indicted with crimes conspiracy against the United States. But this is where we live. And guess what? Corporate media, that's your fault. Yeah, oh yeah, it's the media's fault, the guy writes. Not because not the way he thinks. All of this, all of these ignorant comments are case in point of how much work we have to do and how much we don't we sh- we we should not pander to these people. Oh, let's find out what they're thinking and feeling. The morons who think that the truth is a lie and the lie is a truth. Who think that a con man is draining the swamp when he's a goddamn swamp creature. He is the swamp. He's been the fucking swamp his whole filthy life. Oh, my God. Look, people who vote for Biden are accepting he's selling us out. Sad. Biden can't admit to anything. Lies after lies. Can you believe this? That's... Excuse me, do you know a lie when you see it? You realize you're a dupe. Trump and Zizer, they prove that old P.T. Barnum saying. Suckers are born every minute. Trump and Zizer living proof. So anyway, I had to comment. I usually will put a comment in there and say, you're a bunch of Trump Z's or something. Like, so sad to see so many traitorous dupes cheering, attacks, cheating, draft dodging, serial bankrupt 
Putin puppets con man with a fake university, fake veterans charity, fake vitamin scam, and a fake history of being a successful businessman. Pay no attention to the fact that Twitler was the single biggest loser who lost more money than every other American taxpayer. Trump saw their dim leader play. The, uh, Trump, oh, I should have, I should edit this. Trump saw their, the Trump dupes saw their dim leader play a successful businessman on reality TV. Yep, it comes down to the inability of the Trump cult to function in the type of free democratic society they can only pretend to love. It's their easily tickled racist funny bone that makes them such easy marks. That and those non-FDA-approved Trump network vitamins that they guzzle. Yes, because we all know how many billionaires peddle multi-level marketing vitamin scams that go bankrupt in two years. To paraphrase P.T. Barnum, suckers are born every minute. Trumpanzies are living proof. So, someone responded to it with this, with this video. Quotes about tolerance. Okay. The value of tolerance. There's nothing more important in life than giving. Tolerance is forged when people look beyond their own desire. Oh, I guess I'm supposed to get a lesson. I'm a, I, it's about tolerance. We should tolerate the intolerant. Tolerate the lies, tolerate the the tax cheating, the draft dodging, the conning, the sucking on the American ex experiment, turning it into just another means for the rich to get richer and the working class to be stepped on. And anyway... I responded to them. Th this really gets on my nerves. Because it's the... I responded to them with the... The, pa the paradox of tolerance. Which we will get into right now. When I find it. And I lost it. Okay, hold on a second. You know what the paradox of tolerance is. It's we, ha we don't have a duty to be tolerant of intolerance. And in fact, if you tolerate intolerance, then you are inviting intolerance. So let me find it. Son of a bitch. You guys are very patient. Mm -mm -mm. Here we go. Deconstructing the tolerance paradox. Why the conservative go-to line is garbage. And they use this all the time. All right. Now, first off, it should be said, this is an article from Medium by Parker Malloy. 
And she writes, it should be said that Trump's official reason for canceling this, this was an article in 2016. Okay, so last night, Trump canceled his Chicago rally after protesters showed up en masse to protest. So she writes, now, first off, it should be said that Trump's official reason for canceling the rally appears to be a lie. Oh, that's so unusual. He didn't meet with the law enforcement until after he decided to cancel, and they never advised him to do so. Second, it made reading Twitter last night really interesting. See, my social anxiety prevents me from joining in on the protests, so I do what I can. I watch from the sidelines in awe of doing, su- of d- doing such great work. In response to the protests, I saw two memes arise from the conservative side of Twitter. I like to tackle them. One, not tolerating intolerance is in itself intolerance. One of the go-to memes to arise from the cancellation of the tiered, the tired line trotted out by right-wingers is, Heh, I thought liberals were supposed to be so tolerant. Doesn't look so tolerant to me. So, as Karl Popper says, we should therefore claim in the name of tolerance the right not to tolerate the intolerant. We should claim that any movement preaching intolerance places itself outside the law, and we should consider incitement to intolerance and persecution as criminal, in the same way as we should consider incitement to murder, to kidnapping, or to the revival of the slave trade as criminal. This demand that tolerance of intolerance be afforded in all situations is known as the paradox of tolerance. In Karl Popper's 1945, um, The Open Societies and Its Enemies, the philosopher prescribes a course of action to take in situations where people urge us to tolerate intolerance. In a word, don't. Less known is the paradox of tolerance. Unlimited tolerance must lead to the disappearance of tolerance. You understand? We, if we extend unlimited tolerance, even to those who are intolerant, if we are not prepared to defend a tolerant society against the onslaught of the intolerant, then the tolerant will be destroyed and tolerance with them. In this formulation, I do not imply, for instance, that we should always suppress the utterance of intolerant philosophies. As long as we can counter them by rational argument and keep them in check by public opinion. And this is why I say public shaming, unapologetic liberal talk, liberal um, argument on the right. We're on the right side of history. We don't have to apologize. They're wrong. We are right. That's just the bottom line. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, you're just like them. No, some things are wrong. Some things are right. There is climate change. You know, all lives, black lives matter. And if you, if if all lives actually mattered, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. 
I mean, all of these things that you can't, you have to make a choice. You can have concentrated wealth or democracy, but you can't have both. These are, these are truths. Leaving no one behind, everybody in, nobody out. That's the only American way. And that's also the only way we're ever going to move forward and have a functioning democracy. And we have to have progressive taxation. This is another, these are means to protect the democratic society. So to continue with this article with, with Popper, who is a philosopher, who wrote about the paradox of intolerance or tolerance. Let's see. Uh, if we are not prepared to defend a tolerant society against the onslaught of the intolerant, then the tolerant will be destroyed and tolerance with them. In this formulation, I do not imply, for instance, that we should always suppress the utterance of intolerant philosophies as long as we can counter them by rational argument and keep them in check by public opinion. Right? Like, right now, what is, is public opinion keeping these racist bastards, these fascist bastards in check? No, it's not. It's emboldening them to the point that they are stealing this country. They're stuffing the courts with unqualified flunkies in an effort to nullify democracy once and for all. And they already are doing that. So are they being, are they kept in check by public opinion? No. They're still thinking, hmm, should I vote for the con man, the intolerant racist con man who calls people who chant Jews will not replace us? He calls them very fine people? And those people one of whom ran over one of us, one of the American people. Heather Heyer. Those were very fine people. So are they being kept in check by public opinion? And with Romney, people like Romney coming out and saying how, oh, both sides are wrong, and then... That's what gets picked up. No, I'm sorry. Both sides are not wrong. If Nancy Pelosi rips up Twitler's speech, that's not good enough. This shouldn't even be a speech. She shouldn't have invited him to speak. What is he speaking? He's a liar. I'll, I'll invite you when... You give me your speech, and I check it for facts. And there's nothing in the Constitution that says that Twitler needs a speech in front of the American people. Everybody, uh, I mean, you're giving him exactly what he wants. You, all that is required is that Twitler deliver his State of the Union, or, or the president delivers their State of the Union to the legislature. It doesn't mean that, that they don't have to do it in prime time. It could be a piece of paper. Here, here's the State of the Union. So she doesn't have to invite him. 
She shouldn't have. Oh, but it's all of this pandering and pretending. Let's all pretend that things are normal. If we play Hail to the Chief when it walks in the room, that it'll be normal. That it's not really devolving and unraveling. Okay. Where am I? In this formulation, I do not imply. Oh, yes, that's what I said. That, I'll just read it anyway. For instance, that we should always suppress the utterance of intolerant philosophies as long as we can counter them with rational argument and keep them in check by public opinion. Suppression would certainly be unwise, but we should claim that the right to suppress them, if necessary, even by force, for it may easily turn out that they are not prepared to meet us on the level of rational argument. Does this sound familiar, anybody? This is written in the 40s, okay? But begin by denouncing all argument. They may forbid their followers to listen to rational argument because it is deceptive and teach them to answer arguments by the use of their fists or pistols. Doesn't this sound like everything that we're encountering? We should therefore claim, in the name of tolerance, the right not to tolerate the intolerant. We should claim that any movement preaching intolerance places itself outside the law. And I contend that that includes a con man who comes down an escalator calling Mexicans rapists. Done deal. And we should consider incitement to intolerance and persecution as criminal. That's the entire Trump philosophy and the Republican uh, um, platform. In the same way as we should consider incitement to murder or kidnapping or to the revival of the slave trade as criminal. In other words, if we demand for unlimited tolerance suggests that we need to tolerate the most awful ideas and acts that occur within society, specifically those that oppress others, we are providing a tacit endorsement of those policies. I tend to agree with Popper's philosophy on this matter. What, when what we're asked to tolerate comes at the expense of somebody else's existence or well-being, of course it does. There, when... Okay, it started as, um, he started, okay, I can't repeat it anymore, by calling Mexicans rapists. Right there, he launched his campaign on the awful ideas that come at the expense of somebody else's existence, and that should have been it. The American people should be wise enough to be like, uh-uh, I'm out, but they're not because they've been coddled. All of these racists, they've been coddled. Oh, it's okay. You could take one without the other. Oh, I don't like the tweeting, but I do like what? I like the, I mean, they say even the dum-dums, the average Joe morons go, oh, I like his taxes. What do you like, you moron? You're not getting a tax break. 
You've been bamboozled. They funneled more money into the arms of the oligarchy. That's what happened. But, as I said, I can't stay too late, but at the expense of somebody else's existence or well-being, for example, ideas that threaten the existence of people on the basis of age, race, gender, sexual uh, gender identity, sex, national origin, race, religion, or disability, showing tolerance for such ideas is in itself deadly. Of course it is. And now here we are. Poised where Amy Coney Barrett is going to be shoved onto Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat on the Supreme Court illegitimately so she can kill more Americans. And they can have a party. And we're supposed to be like both sides. So the second argument that's bullshit coming from right-wingers is that Trump's free speech is violated. Tempting as it may be to call an event canceled on a violation of free speech, it simply isn't. In reality, protesters were exercising their own free speech. Nobody stopped Trump's brigade of modern fascists from expressing free speech. Nobody stopped Trump's free speech. But according to the man who wants to open up our libel laws and effectively dismantle the First Amendment, his constitutionally protected rights have been violated. Yeah, everything is about him. Even when you saw him at that town, I mean, at that whatever, that stupid town hall yesterday, it was all about him, how he's been aggrieved and picked on. God. All right. All right, it's time to wrap it up. God help us. There's a... Here's... Where is it here? This is a graphic that you might see about the paradox of tolerance. Should a tolerant society tolerate intolerance? You want more tolerant respect? The answer is no. It's a paradox, but unlimited tolerance can lead to the extinction of tolerance. When we extend tolerance to those who are openly intolerant, do you say, behead those who insult Islam, the tolerant ones end up being destroyed, and tolerance with them. Any movement that preaches intolerance and persecution must be outside the law. As paradoxical as it might seem, defending tolerance requires not to tolerate the intolerant. So, therefore, F you, Republicans. Give me a break, lady, whoever you are arguing with me. Oh, I should be tolerant. I'm so sorry. I'm not tolerant. You see? How was that? I wasn't tolerant when I said that Republic that all the idiots on this stream saying, isn't it terrible how Joe Biden is making his family wealthy? What? Isn't it terrible that you know, all Trump is doing is draining the swamp and I said, so 
sad to see so many traitors, dupes, cheering attacks, cheating, draft dodging, serial bankrupt Putin puppet con man with a fake university, a fake vitamins charity, a fake veterans charity, a fake vitamin scan. What was what anything um not true in that sentence? Yes, I should tolerate. We no, I we don't. We have a patriotic duty to stand up to these right-wing anti-American anti-democratic anti-human anti-decent sad 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 excuses for I don't know patriots they're not patriots please all right guys 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 Thank you for hanging out. I got to go see Ray. Little, little Ray. We will have a show tomorrow. We're going to get together again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern right here again at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And please, please, please uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. So we can have a daily show. Won't that be nice one day? Hmm. I don't know. Am I am I dreaming that we can actually have a daily show one day? What do you think? Do you think this show will actually be a good show one day? Enough that we'll get enough patrons and supporters what do you think i don't know i think that what we talk about is important enough that it oh god we need we need to get the word out who's the guest again tomorrow we're going to have a guest let me find his his name is steven hold on His name is Stephen Shane Bart, PhD. He wrote a book called I Actually Did It, Becoming Canadian Because of Trump. He moved to Canada, and he's going to talk about his uh, the process what he and, yeah, what it's like to be an expat in Canada. Lucky bastard. I need to find... I don't know, a Canadian girlfriend or something. Or Irish. Somebody, anybody in the EU or something. Oh, my God. Guys, you're the greatest. Thank you for putting up with me, my, um, I don't know, my moods, my bad equipment my technical problems and my incessant calls to become a patron and also super chat to super chat it's alright maybe I have unrealistic expectations but I see other people I see it gets me mad that's all I get 
you know, the right wingers, I see them. They don't struggle. We struggle. But whatever. We're on the right side of history and we struggle. So that just says it all. All right, guys, guys, guys. I got to go see Ray and the others and the rest. No. And Tara Jr. Jr. is over there. Francis Jr. Jr. is over there. And Ray is in the bedroom. I got to go hang out with him. I hope he's come out of the, <laughs> from under the bed. Poor guy. All right. We will meet back here tomorrow at 6 p.m. And I'm really glad. Thank you. Oh, Sin City sent you a check, Tara. You're very generous. Thank you. Hopefully it'll come tomorrow. Check today. There was nothing. But I'm sure it's, well, you know how Republicans are effing with the mail. So I'll let you know when it comes. Thank you, Sin. And if you're not on our Discord page, please join us. You'll see the link in the description. Also, share the show with your friends. And, yeah. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it, you're worth it. And live it. Remember what I say. We know it. I I don't think you guys would be listening if we weren't talking about truth, justice, in the American way. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of humanity. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. And what do I say? We stick together. We win. And we will win. And I will see you tomorrow night.